the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha, your source for real estate market updates and strategies and answers to your real estate lending questions. Now, to provide you with insight and help you navigate the constantly changing world of real estate lending, here's your host, financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. Good afternoon, Bay Area. Misha Dimitruk here, NMLS 694427. I am the branch manager and senior loan originator out of the sunny Santa Cruz office, joining you once again to bring you all the updates and industry information you need in order to make informed decisions that you feel good about. Now, I say this every week, and I mean it every week. I've had a couple of calls this past week saying, you know, you provide information that helps us understand what we can do and how, you know, how does that benefit you? Well, Personally, it helps me because I'm providing a level of education and any information that allows people to understand their options better makes me feel like I'm contributing something positive to your overall experience. But sharing the information that I have gained since I started in this industry in 1996, just a little bit ago, uh, is, is really important to me. And I think that there are so many people out there that are just about the sale. And they're just about closing the deal. It's not that I'm not about closing a deal, uh, but I am about making sure that people understand what they're getting themselves into, how to get out of what they got themselves into, how they understand that it's going to impact them financially, emotionally, uh, you know, in a community mind sense of things, and how it's going to overall change your life for the better. Homeownership should change your life for the better. It is often in our market because the price points are so high that people are so hesitant to step in when the reality is people in this market are paying high dollars for rent. They're paying high dollars for rent, but they're living on pins and needles because they don't ever know, will my rental be something I can stay for a long period of time? Will my landlord get upset if I call them and say something is broken? Are you responsible for managing all of the repairs and anything maintenance-wise that needs to be done at that property or risk that landlord saying, you know, I'm going to give you notice because I'm going to pick somebody else who won't ask me to come out and fix all of these things. So it's a very sincere concern of buyers in the Bay Area in particular. And a lot of the buyers that I talk to who are presently renters relay over that they are never comfortable, confident, and at peace in their rental because they never know when that other shoe could drop. They can't customize the home to make it fit their needs. That was a big conversation with buyers during pandemic, people needing to sort of make modifications so that everyone could manage in the space that they have, but it wasn't their house. And landlords were hesitant to let people do things to it because they never know about the quality of craftsmanship. And so it was just this sort of snowball effect. Well, 
we're now moving into a different phase and the opportunity for people to make a buy, to stabilize their financial situation, to find peace and happiness when they close the door. I tell everyone, you deserve to be the king of your own castle. Close the door, close out the outside world and feel that sense of relief that this is your place, your kingdom, your domain. You reign supreme here. If you want a purple door, great. If you want to take out the island, wonderful. If you want to paint a different color in a bathroom, do that. If you want to remodel a downstairs, make it happen. There are endless choices of customization when it comes to making a space fit for you and yours. And so we really want to make sure here at Essex Mortgage that we provide you with all of the information and tools to get to where you need to go. We are here to serve you, the community. And whether that means just providing information so that you can begin dreaming about that next step or that next project or that next financial endeavor or walking you through a live transaction, both are important and both are equally part of what it is that we believe in here at Essex Mortgage. And I personally, in my heart, believe if you have the information and someone else could use it and you don't share it and bring it to the table, even if you don't receive some sort of benefit in return, you're, you're harboring that information when you could have shared it and brought more joy and more opportunity to other people. And that's the way I choose to live. So for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, uh, we do a weekly challenge on this show. The weekly challenge is for you, our listeners, to be able to call in and relay to me how you're going to apply the information or the question that I've posed to you and, or even ask more questions. And uh, so last week's challenge was to the self-employed. As we come to the end of the year, we're looking at people figuring out what their finances look like going forward, what they looked like through this past year, and how they're going to posture themselves for that next acquisition or their first time buying opportunities. And so for self-employed, the balance is always do you deduct everything you possibly can on your tax returns, show less income on paper and pay less tax, or do you, and, and then qualify with some sort of creative lending project, a product, or do you claim less deductions in order to show higher taxable income, which is the qualifying income, and then pay the tax on it and figure out how to qualify for a more full documentation or less unique lending product. And I had a great conversation with Rob about this specifically. And Rob's been self-employed for 17 years. And he said every time that he's walked into his bank, he's been very dedicated to his credit union. So thank you for calling Rob because this was a, a very funny conversation to begin with. He called to let me know that he only ever works with his credit union, but his credit union has never been able to get him approved for what it is that he wants in the market in order to get reach the price point. With price points coming down a little bit, Rob has been open, he said, after listening to the show, to talking about what might be available for him. Um, the realization for him was after conversation with his tax preparer, that if he claims less deductions and shows more income, he'll be paying a bigger bill to the IRS and the state of California, and he will have less money to be able to apply for a down payment. He might qualify for a full documentation loan, but he'll have less accessible cash for the transaction. If instead he maximizes his deductions and pays less in tax, he'll have a bigger down payment 
he'll have more affordability. And with the number of flexible lending products out there available for self-employed, he has every opportunity to capture a property. And so for the first time in many years, Rob's really looking outside his very, very loyal banking environment and trying to see what else can I do? Now, I respect relationships. Obviously, my business is very relationship driven. The clients that I get referred to from the realtors that I work with, you know, it's reciprocal. I send people back to them saying, these are excellent professionals who will help open doors for you. And that's what I explained to Rob is if there's some sort of banking need that he needs to posture in his life, I will, of course, highlight to him to go back to his bank. But if they don't offer everything that he wants, there's no disloyalty by reaching out for something else or minimizing his purchase opportunities and his lifestyle because he's trying to fit himself into a bucket that they have, which might be a very small bucket uh, in terms of lending products. So Rob is very excited about the opportunity to really shop to his spending potential and to make a smart financial move that doesn't make him feel like he's cheating on his very beloved credit union. So thank you, Rob, for your call and for your open-mindedness. Uh, I know that took some, some steps there. Uh, now, I also had a conversation with Lauren and thank you, Lauren, for your call. As always, the calls that I get remind me that the message that I'm sending out to our community is really something that's being heard and received and brought back in. And Lauren and I were talking about the complexity in the market and how it's shifted. And so the market is, it, it's either a buyer's market or a seller's market. When it's heavily a seller's market, uh, buyers have to be very, very competitive and sellers can basically make all the rules. And when it comes to it, it being a buyer's market, buyers have much more power and sellers have to be more flexible. The market isn't collapsing in any terrible way. It is definitely shifting from a hyper seller's market to a more balanced market where there's actual negotiation. And so Lauren was, had been shopping for years and was saying, I, you know, I'm, I don't want to get into the bidding war where it's me and 15 other people. Uh, it happened to her last year and they got reached to their maximum and talked with people about gifts and really stretched themselves thin financially and emotionally and ultimately were beat out. But the environment right now is really more geared towards buyers being able to negotiate with sellers. The price points have come down some. It's not over asking or list price as much as it was before. We're definitely still seeing it, but not in the ways that we have been over the last year where you know, three, five, 700,000 over list price was absolutely a known entity in the market. We're definitely seeing it much closer to list price and we're seeing price reductions where people are recognizing that what they were looking for wasn't realistically in line with what the market is bearing now. Sellers were very much thinking about, gosh, I wish I had sold last year or even the very beginning of this year, but that's not the market that they're selling in. They're selling today and they need to be prepared for today. And so we're definitely seeing more negotiation come to the table where Buyers are submitting offers, sellers are coming to back with counters and saying, let's talk about this. Let's find a way to meet in the middle and make this transaction happen. So Lauren, I, I encourage you, you know, we're working on getting her pre-approval dialed back in. So she's up to date and she's going back into the market 
in a different place with a different set of mindset and skills and experience. Um, you know, the, the concept of getting emotionally invested in a house is very, very challenging to avoid. If you have been through this before where you've offered on a house that you just fell in love with and you absolutely saw yourself living there, you imagined holidays and family events and milestones and what you would do to the house and your offer didn't get accepted, we are definitely finding now there's less opportunity, excuse me, less competition, which creates more opportunity for individual buyers to capture properties. And particularly through the holidays, there are less buyers out in the marketplace right now between rates and the shift in the real estate environment and it being the holidays. This normally is a very busy time of year in the Bay Area, but we're seeing a slowdown all the way across the board. So for those buyers out there who are interested in capturing a deal, in getting themselves into a new home, and for some of you, that means if you got into contract in this next week, you could have a new home for Christmas before the end of the year. Celebrate your first new year in your brand new to you home. If you're interested in ensuring that that's the lifestyle that you're living, if you're looking to set yourself up for success, give me a call, 831-435-0385 is my phone number, M-E-S-H-A at EssexMortgage.com is my email. You can also find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. We have a great show for you today. We're going to highlight a couple of changes to some very important loan programs that you need to be aware of. We're going to talk with a realtor who's going to bring us some information about the market update and how things are washing out here in the Bay Area. And as always, we're going to come with another challenge this week that I hope that you'll find very, very interesting. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with Misha, and we'll be back in just a few. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha. With financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. All right, Bay Area. Well, on the piggyback of the information you just heard, let's talk about interest rates. Interest rates were higher. Week ago, week and a half ago, Wednesday, we were looking seven and a quarter, seven and three eighths. And we are now back in the mid six ranges. Now, what happened? Everyone's asking me, where, what does that mean that we're getting a bigger increase as we go forward? Um, the realization that people overinflate, that institutions anticipate what's going to happen in the market, and they inflate rates in order to match what they think is going to happen as far as market conditions in advance, so that they can point back and say, oh, see, we didn't raise our rates on this day. Well, you raised them three days ago. But then to get new information and to have an understanding where we're seeing that reported information and specifically economic data is just not real time, as absurd as it sounds. We're not looking at what the spending rates are today. We're not looking at what consumer confidence is today. We're looking at it 30, 60 some odd days ago and, and how the economy is always playing catch up with what's really happening in the world. And that's, that's most news stories that we have out there. So when it comes to what's going on with interest rates, it's the realization that inflation is actually having an impact. It is slowing people's spending, but not in the arenas that they really want to see it in, which really comes down to the goods and services that are going to be very, very crippling for people to slow their spending on. When it comes to gas, it comes to groceries, uh, your holiday spending, 
um, the, the choice to raise interest rates in order to stifle the market to point back and say, now people are spending less because things are more expensive is a very interesting path to follow. And for those of you who uh, appreciate that inflation is causing widespread financial pain, it, it is something we're just going to have to work through and live through. And it has happened time and time and time again as the, the powers that be set us up for what they determine is the course of action that's going to play out. And here we are living in the middle of it. Now, when you're trying to stifle inflation, you're trying to stifle spending. And trying to stifle spending during the holidays, uh, AAA reported that this will be the largest travel holiday in the last five years. Mostly, uh, it, even with gas prices the way they are, even with airline tickets as expensive that, as they are, because people put it off. They put it off because of pandemic, they put it off for financial reasons, and now they've just said, enough is enough. They're actually anticipating more people will hit the road this year for this particular holiday than any other holiday in the last five years. Now, that says a lot. That says that people are finding a way to make what they need to have happen. And that the, the fluctuations that happen in the market, people are recognizing they don't control it and that they're going to enjoy, find a way to enjoy their lives and make the most of it however they financially can. I've had some great conversations with community members who have called and said, you know, hey, how, how do I set myself up for success here? I'm watching all of these videos online and 30 second snippets, and I just don't feel like it rings true with me. And my advice to everyone who gets into social media and watches these very, very brief clips, anyone who is trying to tell you there's a one size fits all is not telling you the truth. There are absolutely tried and true things that everyone can do and try to see if they fit. But it doesn't mean that that's going to be the, you know, the magic pill in what's going to turn your life around. Uh, oftentimes I get the question of, uh, you know, how do I improve my credit? How do I improve my credit score? How do I improve my credit worthiness? How do I get people to want to lend me more money? And really it could be that you're looking at maybe a, not the right question. You need to back into how strict, of a, how strict of a budget are you on? Are you monitoring how much cash goes to how many places? And I had this conversation with a buyer the other day, and he said he was watching someone online who was talking about a particular way to get the credit score up so that the cost of borrowed money comes down and therefore it opens more opportunity to have cheaper financing. And I said, that's great. And that's, that's not a bad thing. Having a great credit score is never a bad thing. But is that the only thing that you could possibly be doing? Let's take a look at your budget. This was probably the most uncomfortable conversation this person has had in their lifetime. They, there were tears. They, they didn't want to talk about it. They finally conceded that they really needed to do this because obviously there was resistance. They sent me their bank statement. They said they run everything through their debit card. We looked at everything that they spend on, and it was a very personal experience for them because they are sharing with me everything they spend any little penny on, knowing that I'm going to take a look at it, ask about it, and we're going to weigh out the options of, would this be better if you didn't do this activity that cost you this amount of money? In the long run, we came up together with a joint plan because 
I don't make any decisions for my clients. I help them by providing information and education so they make the decisions that they understand and feel good about and came up with a plan for how to minimize their expenses on a monthly basis and how to improve their cash flow by hundreds of dollars. Now, those hundreds of dollars are going to be used to pay down debt and prepare and save for their future purchase. Was it painful to have that realization that they need to look at something other than what social media is giving as far as general information? Absolutely. Was it worth their time to get free customized information? You bet you better believe it. And they know it now. And I want you to remember every consultation in this industry is at no cost. If someone's charging you for your time, they are doing a disservice to you. You can always get my information and guidance at no cost. So please give me a call 831-435-0385. And always on Facebook or LinkedIn, we are going to take a brief break and we'll be back in just a few. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. All right. In this week's mortgage terminology, I'm sharing with you about disclosures. Now, if you look up the definition of disclosure, the definition is the action of making new or secret information known. I'm here to tell you there is no secret here. These are, uh, this is all public information. All the disclosures that you have to sign are readily available to be explained by your loan originator, your processor, your escrow officer, your realtor. When it comes to the buying process and all homeownership where financing is involved, disclosures are issued. I had a call with Regan and Regan asked me, do I actually have to sign all of these things? I feel like I didn't have enough time. It was sent to me in an in a electronic signature format. And they just told me I have to sign them really quick so that I can move forward. Yes. And I explained, Regan, you definitely do have to sign the disclosures, but you don't need to be rushed. The disclosures are documents that go through your rights, privileges, and responsibilities in the loan process. When it comes to borrowing hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, there needs to be a roadmap for you as a consumer to follow, to understand, here's what you're borrowing, here are the terms, what, how much is it costing you, what's the interest rate, how many months do you have to pay, what are you going to pay on a monthly basis? And these are the rules of borrowing the money. As long as you follow the rules and make the payment on time, then all is well in the world and you will continue to chip away at your balance and eventually... <laughs> For some people, they will own their properties free and clear. For other people, it's a management of a monthly expense, and it gives them such a greater sense of satisfaction. Now, in those disclosures, they are very lengthy documents, and many of them are written by attorneys. There's a lot of legalese in there. But in the instance of signing your documents, you don't need to sign without reading them. Electronic signature has really done a disservice to this industry in particular because we have such a large amount of disclosures and then oftentimes people are not given the time to go through each of them. And a lot of them, it's boilerplate information, meaning it's very standardized and it doesn't have specific information that pertains to you and your specific situation, it doesn't have specific numbers about your payment or about your financing terms or your personal data. But that doesn't mean that it's not important for you to understand what it is you're being told are your 
rules and responsibility, but also what are your privileges in this process? And what are your rights in this process? And it's very important to be a cons informed consumer feeling comfortable with signing. I like to go through all of the disclosures with my clients at initial disclosure. Why? Because it's all brand new, fresh in their minds. They're really excited about the process. And the majority of those documents reappear at the closing only with modified figures. The information that's in those documents is really imperative. It goes through specifically in the initial documents, it talks about all of your personal data that was used in order to qualify you for the loan. And you wanna make sure that that information is reflected accurately. I deal with lots of clients who look at their credit reports and find discrepancies. Sometimes the discrepancy is the social security number, the figures were transposed, or a birth date is the same way. Maybe they have a middle initial incorrect, or their name is misspelled. These are data entered information sources. You give your name and phone number and address to someone, they type it in incorrectly, it becomes part of your permanent credit profile that this is something that happened. Uh, we see a lot when people go out to buy cars that they end up with information on their credit report that doesn't match with their actual profile. And it's someone who didn't ask the questions, but just filled in the blanks in order to get them where they want to go. Technology has aided us in this portion of the uh, electronic version of benefit in that now most people fill out their own applications online where it used to be you would tell me the information or I would extract it from your documentation. So if you filled in your own information, we're hoping that that data is right but it's still important to double check it. What if you made an error? Additionally, all of the rights and privileges you'll want to know at the beginning of your transaction. You wanna understand exactly what it is that you are supposed to be allowed the benefit of through the process and how that's going to benefit you and when and where to ask the questions. So Regan and I went through her disclosures uh, this is not a loan that I'm doing, but I took the time to go through them with her. And she came back to me and said that after, after the inspection on the property, the deal fell through, but she's definitely going to bring her next transaction to me because I took the time to explain them to her where the originator that she had said, you don't need to worry about that. We'll talk about it when it comes time to the closing. So please, the disclosures are for your benefit and all information you definitely need. If you have questions about your disclosures, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I am here for you as an asset and an ally. We're going to take another break and we'll be back in just a few minutes. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. All right. Thank you for joining us. As always, Bay Area, we're so excited that you are here to learn more about the mortgage lending opportunities that are out there in the market. One that we had talked about a few months back as having disappeared from the market was owner-occupied, no-income documented loans. This is a very serious opportunity for a lot of the buyers in the Bay Area who are self-employed and their documentation is either extremely complicated or it doesn't support their monetary opportunities. It's really a very, very valuable thing for you to know about because it affords you financial flexibility. In any instance, whether it's a full documentation or a flexible financing option, both of those might have, both of those being multiple options on either end of the spectrum, might have limitations for you. In a no 
documentation situation, it's really more down to your financial ability, your down payment, and the ability to show your credit worthiness and your reserve requirement. How much money do you're go- are you going to have left over when the transaction is complete? So please, if you are looking for financing and you need to understand how to make your situation the best possible, let's talk about these products that are coming back into the market as the market is stabilizing, even if rates are going up. Oh, okay. We have on the line, Daniel, Daniel Ibrahimi. Are you with us, Daniel? How are you, Misa? I am doing great, Daniel. How are you today? Doing awesome. Thank you. Fantastic. Daniel, please remind everybody who you are and what you do. Yes, thank you, Misa. So my name is Daniel Ibrahimi from Coldwell Banker Realty. I've been doing real estate since 2008, and I help people sell and buy real estate all over the Bay Area, specifically the peninsula every day. Wonderful. And now, Daniel, you've joined us many, many times, and I understand you have a fantastic update to share about your property that we spoke about last week. Thank you, Misa. Yes, we have a great property in San Carlos in the White Oaks neighborhood, just a couple minutes away from the downtown Laurel Street and uh, White Oak School. And we were on the market, Misha, originally for $2 million. We had two very successful open houses, but no offers came in. Once we dropped the price $125,000, we had even a more successful open house. Over like 200 families zoomed in this past Saturday and Sunday, which resulted to five offers on the table and two of them being all cash. Outstanding. So buyers are still out there looking. As long as you're priced right, um, people want homes. People want to get in. They do. And priced right, you know, then I, I touched on this earlier in the show, but priced right for the market that is today is a really hard target to hit because you talk with a client for weeks in advance of getting live listed on the market. And depending on where the market is going and what else has sold, you might have to adjust and pivot that price point in order to be in the market, even a relatively short time being live on the market. Isn't that right, Daniel? Very true. Very true. And in fact, my seller kept insisting that we would be priced at like $2,350, $2.4, or mm-hmm. $2.5, like what it would have been last year. And I, I had to really repeat myself that you cannot do that. You would be shooting yourself in the foot. He, find, he cooperated. We were very lucky. And he right. listened to me, and now he's going to have his house sold. Fantastic. That's wonderful. Congratulations to you and your sellers. I'm sure they're elated to have the process wrap up. Um, now, Daniel, you have another listing to tell us about. It's a coming soon. Yes, I have an incredible property coming in Napa within the next two to three weeks. It's over one acre of flat land with two homes on it. One of them being a brand new ADU, two bedroom, two 115 square feet with an attached 600 square foot uh, wide car garage. And the main house being a three bedroom, two bath, 1300 square feet, um, and also a completely brand new remodel. And we're going to be going on for 1995. Fantastic. And, uh, two beautiful property, Misha. Gated, you know, with an electric gate. Superb privacy, quiet, just 10 minutes from downtown Napa. That's incredible. Well, as always, Daniel, we really appreciate you bringing this information to us and to all of our listeners. Um, Now, before you go, 
tell everyone how to get in touch with you and learn more about your support and maybe this Napa property. You've got it. My number is 408-761-2883. They can call, text uh, anytime. Now, Daniel, we have just two minutes here, just under. When we talk about ADUs, ADU stands for accessory dwelling unit. For those of you who don't know, accessory dwelling unit is typically another separate structure. Sometimes it's attached, sometimes it's detached. That is another fully functional living space that has its own kitchen and its own bath and can be used as a rental and to offset the expense of the primary owner. Daniel, how many buyers are really readily understanding the benefit that an accessory dwelling unit can bring to their monthly budget and flexibility? Sure. I think, Misha, now within the last five to six, seven years, ADUs have become a a lot more popular because property taxes have been going up as well as prices. So Mm -hmm. if you have an ADU, you can offset a lot of those, you know, monthly expenses by just renting out that ADU if you're not putting your parents in it or like a sibling. Right. I would say 70, 80% realize the value of having an ADU right on their property. It really does help. It just gives you that peace of mind. Thank you. As always, Daniel, it's such a pleasure. We're going to take a break. All right. We'll be back in just a minute with this week's challenge. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. All right. Weekly challenge. Everyone who listens to the show knows this is my favorite part. The reason being, this is the opportunity that I have to stimulate some conversation. So I'm really looking forward to hearing from the listeners out there this next week. I know it's the holidays. You know, hit me up over the weekend, send me a text, shoot me an email, whatever it is to get that line of communication open. I want to know how this affects you. This week's challenge is to those renting. For those of you who aren't looking you know, at making a purchase right now, who might be tuning out this radio show because it just doesn't apply to you yet, here's a challenge just for you. I want to hear from you. How much, if you don't buy in this next year, how much do you plan on spending for the year on rent? How much of your budget could change do you think, if you were to stabilize and be able to make decisions about your living situation, if you were able to decide that you wanted energy efficient appliances, if you were able to decide that you wanted to add solar, if you were able to modify the property in some way so that it met your needs better, how do you think that would benefit you financially? These are the beginning conversations that I have with buyers and really warming, warming them up to the concept of, of homeownership. Uh, oftentimes when I talk to people, particularly younger buyers, they talk about how buying is scary. And I say, in jest mostly, wow, is that because you've been evicted many times for not paying your rent? And they, oh, no, never, why? Well, then what's so scary about owning your own home? If you have done whatever you've needed in order to manage that monthly expense of paying rent and keeping a roof over your head and keeping the lights on and the heat running and the groceries coming in, the opportunity for you to step up and have that be your home that you pay for, that you keep the lights on, that you mow the lawn, that you manage the facilities of, for a good many renters in the Bay Area, 
the properties that you're living in are 100% your responsibility, unless it's something just absolutely catastrophic. So for the buyers who don't even know that they want to be buyers yet, the ones who think they're going to be renters for the long haul, let's talk about what that's going to cost you over the next year. And then back into what it is that makes it the position that you've chosen. I want to hear, I want to understand it. And I, I love to learn about why people make the decisions that they do and the thought processes that they go through in making those decisions. So please definitely reach out to me. Let me know about your monthly expenses, about the, you know, the annual calculation of those things and how, if you were able to make shifts at your residence, how that might benefit you. And allow yourself the opportunity to dream and imagine and you know think it through. This is a very challenging challenge this week. I know for a lot of people, A, because it's a really busy time of year, and who has a few minutes of spare time to allow themselves to just fantasize. This is something that you can do when you're washing your hair, when you're driving down the road, when you are in between bus stops, however it fits into your life, it doesn't have to be something where you sit down with a pen and a paper and you really mull things over in a very detailed format. I just want to know where you begin that thought process and, and how you you know, balloon those numbers up. And then let's have a conversation about it. I would like to thank each and every person who has listened to this show. The last few years of providing you with mortgage information has been an absolute honor for me. And I commit myself daily to in keeping myself informed so that I am an asset and an ally to you, our listeners, and the, our community as a whole. It is my profound pleasure to be with you every single week and to make myself available to you for all of your financing needs and the creative structure that you deserve in order to make a financing situation that works best for just you, because it doesn't have to work for anyone else. So if you are in the situation where you need flexibility, you need creative structure, you need someone who's just going to explain it to you because you actually want to know, then give me a call. Let me be your ally in this industry. Let me, uh, I, I tease people all the time that uh, I'm more like a mortgage Sherpa. I'm here to guide you through this entire process and point out the important factors along the way and hope with all of the effort and energy that I put in that you find it to be a more enjoyable process because you're informed about what's coming. You have someone on your team who is just dedicated to your success your comfort and your happiness. And that is really what I pride myself on. So this show broadcasts again tomorrow between 6 and 7 p.m. as well as Sundays from 3 to 4. You can listen uh, obviously anywhere online. And if you want customized information, don't hesitate to reach out to me. 831-435-0385. I wish you all of the best and happy and safe travels out there for all those people AAA are talking about being out on the road. As always, be well, stay safe, Bay Area, and thank you for your time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.